Welcome to Wild Tater, the food forest podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway. Today we're going to talk about the yamberry, more commonly called the Chinese yam. I like the term yamberry because it kind of speaks specifically to how this is unique to other yams. Um, and we'll get into that. The scientific name for the yamberry is Dioscorie batatas, or alternatively, Dioscoria polystachia is the newer name. And it is in the Discoriaceae family. And, uh, and just to give a little teaser here, um, if you are one like me who is not big on the uh, tuber plants, the things where you have to tear the roots out in order to enjoy the benefits of the plant, um, if you're somebody like me who kind of avoids those because you have to kill it in order to harvest the stuff, thus making it not really perennial until, or at least it, it's only perennial until you use it. Um, if you're somebody like that, this is the yam for you, and we will get to why that is the case in just a bit. This is a vine layer plant. It is not a bush or a tree. It will climb a bush or a tree just fine, though. Now, one of the things that's special about the Chinese yam, if you like yams, but you are in a cold climate, this is the yam for you. They can go down to zone 4 and all the way up to zone 11. So if you're in a cool climate, any, oh gosh, that's almost any moderate climate, you could try the Chinese yam. Its watering needs are average. The blooming season is late summer to early fall, which, of course, when you're talking about yams, it's not so much about the bloom, but, you know, um, in case you're wondering, for the sake of propagating them by seed. The harvest season is traditionally in autumn, though the in-ground tubers can be harvested all winter long, really any time of year, but uh, winter is usually when most root or tuber vegetables are at their best. The fruiting age, or the age at which you will want to consider harvesting, is two to three years after planting. As for pollination for seed, the Chinese yam is one of those plants that is either male or female, um, and you'll want a male and a female to get seed. However, you should keep in mind with this, um, the, usually the uh, Chinese yam is cloned by very natural means, which we'll talk about. Again, the, the, uh, I don't want to give you a spoiler yet, but um, it's, it's not usually propagated by seed. But if you're wanting to do seed, which would be cool to be able to get it even better adapted to your area, then you want a male and female. You'll want to make sure when you order them, if you do, that you order both male and female. Because my understanding, if in my own research and trying to find some myself, I think that everything I have found has been male. Uh, probably all clones of the same plant over and over again. So if you're wanting to propagate these by seed, make sure you can find both male and female so that they can um, genetically modify naturally. Okay, their size at maturity is about 9 feet high and 5 feet outward. Remember, they are a vine, so they're going to climb a tree, climb a fence, whatever. 
nine feet high, nine uh, to five to nine feet outward. As far as sunlight, they do prefer full sun, but they will do fine in light shade. I think uh, these are one of those plants that would probably do well to start in the shade while they're getting going with maybe just a little bit of dappled sun and then grow into the sunlight. That seems to be a good approach for most of these plants that take either shade or sun. Um, the growth rate is medium. They, they don't grow slowly, but as compared to some other um, vines, they're, they're more medium rate. I have noticed, I will say, um, the first year, it kind of takes a little while to get them started. You're going to get, if you order them online, you're likely to get little teeny tubers um, that you want to plant, and they are going to sit there and act like nothing is happening for months. Okay, so don't expect in 7 to 14 days something popping up. You're going to want to plant these. Ideally, you plant them in the fall, and then by spring they're ready to come up. That's usually about how long it takes before they will start showing themselves. I got mine to sprout, and I will say I just sprouted them this last year, and so I haven't had them for a full year. I can't say anything about the second year just yet, but... Uh, they, I put them in a little uh, sandwich baggie with some moist potting soil, nice humidity in there and so forth, and then just kind of left them in a windowsill where the root itself is tucked in the dirt, but there's enough light, you know, peeking in that it knows it's springtime and so forth. And what I found is after about three months, they started to come out. Now... Again, I was inside, and if you were to start them outside, probably the fall is going to be best, because what they're going to do is take that little teeny tuber, and they're going to work these little roots out and start kind of stretching them about, and then eventually they'll shoot out a little, a little, it looks like a, a almost like a blade of grass, you know, it has a leaf on it, but kind of that kind of shoot straight out kind of approach and and then it's ready to go but um i don't think i had any of them grow more than two leaves in their first year so give them some time to get started once they get kind of established they'll take off um, and grow at a medium speed so i would say they start slow but then get to a medium speed as far as how long it will live i was unable to find anything that uh talked about the actual lifespan of the Chinese yam, but there are a little bit of clues that we can pull out uh, from uh, some of the things that we do know. For example, the two to three years fruiting age, um, if you look in other sources, that's usually from planting time. Um, if you're planting a tuber, for example, well, actually, if you're planting a seed, it's probably going to be three to five years, which implies that, you know, there, there, there seems to be a tendency of plants to usually mature, reach their full, um, you know, fruiting ability at about, maybe not their peak, but their, you know, full fruiting ability about 10% of their life, give or take. So if... 
if they are mature enough for fruit at three to five years, um, and that and they reach you know full size at about five years, we'll say I don't know. I'm I'm guessing here. Then um, we can probably safely assume that these will last forty or fifty years. Um, for a vine, that's not bad if that's the case. And and again, we don't know. That's just a few thoughts. Okay, let's get into the real meat of this thing that makes the Chinese yam so special, okay? Uh, first off, it is a traditional yam in the sense that you dig up that big old tuber and it's big. Um, you cook it like a yam and it's, and it's got a very sweet potato kind of um, use and so forth. And, uh, and you can prepare it like a potato and, and all that stuff. But here's the cool thing. The Chinese yam also produces small yams about the size of chickpeas up to maybe the size of a grape, depending on the size of the, and maturity of the plant. Um, small chickpea size berries right on the, the stems of this vine. And these stem, these uh, little berries, if you will, look like a little potato, and they are tiny tubers. They are tiny yams. Now, this is cool for a couple of reasons. For one, if you want to spread more uh, of these Chinese yams around, you can just pop off those aerial tubers, as they're called, or uh, bulbils, if you prefer. And you can plant them straight in the ground elsewhere and it will grow a whole new uh, yam. But also, you can collect these things up and eat them as yams. Now, lest you think, well, you know, you got this big, great big tuber underneath. Why would I go for these little chickpea-sized yam berries, as they're called, if I've got this great big yam underneath? And here's the reason. On a mature plant, you can get a yield of three to four gallons of these chickpea-sized yam berries. And they're prepared in the same way that yams are. And honestly, if you know anything about potatoes, sweet potatoes, things like that, the real nutrition, the densest part of the nutrition, tends to come in the peel. And when you've got a big, massive yam, you chop it up, dice it into you know little little cubes and what you get is maybe 10% of those have a little bit of skin on them but um, when you're doing the yam berries you're cutting them in the same size cubes and they're in maybe quarters making it so that every one of them has peel on them making them much more nutritious than eating the large yam underneath. Now, there may be some debatability about, you know, which one is healthier, per se. Really, I think it's fair to say they're just as healthy in general. But this is cool, because if it takes three to five years for your yam berry to get big enough to really produce enough uh, for yield, and let's say eight or nine years in, you've just got these awesome vines, and they're producing all these yam berries, you could go and dig up that... that uh, um, tuber and then you got to start over again with your vine but with the yam berries if you just take the yam berries 
the vine stays the same size, and every year it produces this three to four gallons of chickpea-sized yamberries. And let's just say you plant, I don't know, ten more of them throughout your forest every year, or your yard, whatever, around your fence. Then, you know, a few more years, and you'll have yamberries out the window. You'll have so many yamberries. You know, imagine you're, let's just be... Um, conservative in this and say you're getting two gallons a year on the mature plants if you've got 20 plants throughout your yard at two gallons a piece 40 gallons of yam i mean who can even use all that there's it's no wonder this is one that is loudly proclaimed as a highly possible staple food there is no reason we cannot produce this on a yard on a large scale on a commercial level, it just hasn't been all that well known yet. That's the only thing really holding it back. Now, obviously, if we hear back from people and say, well, in my soil, it just won't even survive, or in my climate, it just dies anyway, then that's a different story. But from what I can tell, you know, I, I did I mention the uh, soil um, pH preference is 5.5 to 6.5? Now, 5.5 is hard to get in areas like mine. The 6.5 is not hard as long as you mulch it regularly. And mulching is not hard to do once you kind of get some things growing because the leaves will drop, there's mulch. Needles will drop, there's mulch. Sticks will drop, there's mulch. So aside from the occasional chop and drop of, of maybe your uh, some of your nitrogen fixing things like alfalfa or for that matter you could even plant something like a sea berry or a buffalo berry around this for it to climb and it will those nitrogen fixing leaves will get down in there and provide just a little bit of nitrogen quite a bit of mulch and uh, keep that soil at 6.5 probably even drop it eventually down to 6.0 which will be right in the middle of what the yam wants anyway so um totally do that i mean that's this is something that's got to be cultivated more we've just got to see more of it i think yams have a serious potential as a staple crop in cold climates if you're using the chinese yam now as far as their preferred habitat if they had their druthers they would like a moist habitat with dappled sunlight now we did mention they are fairly uh, they're they're a little drought tolerant once established but they do like their water and they do like their sun and they do like their warm so if you are in a cold climate you put these on a south facing you know a, a sun facing side of your house um, with plenty of mulch somewhere maybe that gets some drippage nearby or you know maybe when when it rains the uh, the rain comes off the roof and soaks it in deep uh, something like that I think the uh, yamberry will be very appreciative of that now we've talked a little bit about how this is a particularly cold hardy yam uh, let me emphasize that a little bit more um, this is one that goes down to zone four, as I mentioned, whereas most sweet potatoes, you can find some that go down to zone five, and most yams are like eight and above, but this one just happens to be very cold hardy. 
And so it's going to be, in, and I hate to use the term invasive, but some have described this as invasive, which is a term probably coined by plant incursiophobics who are afraid of plants taking over. And, and they're so afraid that, you know, something like yams are going to take over the world and they're going to have so many apples and yams and, and berries that they're, they're just not going to be able to, you know, have their nice lawn. Instead, they're stuck with delicious, healthy food. Um, what are they going to do with all this stuff? But, uh, as for those of us that are interested in creating a food forest to, you know, make a sustainable humanity for the future, man, yamberries, this is a way to go. And um, we need more of them around. <laughs> Let's get them into our systems so that they are popular and, and more commonly uh, in yards. Okay, so... How do you prepare yam berries? Well, again, they're yams. They're actual yams. Um, so you prepare them like yams. Make sure you cook them before you eat them. Some people may be under the mistaken impression that yams can be eaten raw. It's not that they can't. It's that they shouldn't. Um, they are like potatoes. Uh, they are not good on your stomach raw, but cooked they're fantastic and very healthy, very beneficial um, in so many ways um, to the stomach and to, you know, your many systems. Uh, particularly, I've heard that they are good for kidneys and bladder. Um, they are even used in some medicinal circles. And I don't go into great detail about medicinal use, but they are often used in the treatment of stomach and digestion difficulties. They're used for in weight loss or lack of appetite, which is an interesting um, <laughs> thing that it does both there. And they also help with tiredness. Now, at what level and how, you know, best to get that, I don't know. That's, that's simply by eating them. This is an example of where let food be thy medicine is a good rule of thumb here. You know, there's, there's things that you can eat that you nor you may eat on a normal everyday basis, just eat a little extra or or at a particular time when you're experiencing, I don't know, indigestion or some other kind of digestive issues, things like that. Um, so give it a try for those, but mostly they're just a good, hard, healthy, staple-like food. And because they can be harvested without sacrificing the plant itself, they are a unique yam indeed and while there are um, a few other yams or sweet potatoes that have those aerial bulbs this is the cold hardiest i can find and so and, and since they are, go from zone 4 to zone 11 you could grow these indoors or outdoors and they should do just fine so try them out get yourself some yam berries if you show up with a, a yam berry pie for uh, Thanksgiving, I don't think anybody is going to um, complain about that. They're going to want to know more. So let's do that. Anyway, thanks again for listening, you guys.